Hey everyone, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your own podcast here at Blue Wire, home of Talking Halos. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And the best part is, you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as other hosting sites would charge you for just the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sporting experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com slash join. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and got a little bit of a different one here for you guys. If you guys didn't quite listen to the first one, which you might not have, go listen to it. But Brent McGuire of Locked On Angels and I have decided to do the ultimate Angels draft where we're going to take a 26 man roster a gm and a manager and just draft go one and one and one and one and it'll be kind of a lot of a lot of fun we already did the first part the first 14 picks on locked on halo so if you haven't listened to the first part yet this one's going to kind of sound a little bit weird and i would probably suggest going and listening to that first part but uh before we get on to doing anything else brent mcguire our guest here how you doing i'm good jared how about you i'm not doing too bad i feel like we just talked because we kind of did. I mean, we're, we're, we're doing this all at once, but we got to, you know, do all the formal introductions and yes. stuff. So, yes, yeah, I'm excited. Did. Yeah. No, it was fun. You know, the first, our first 14 picks were a lot of fun. And this is where things really start getting interesting. This is where the the money is made, I guess you can say. And before we really go any further, I guess we'll kind of, I'll kind of explain how we were doing it. Uh, we each picked our starting nine in catcher through DH. We have... Five bench positions, which I think I have. I'm the only one that has picked a bench spot yet. We had five starters, which we both picked all of our starters on your, on locked on halos, and we're gonna pick five relievers and two guys who can start and relieve at the same time. So, Brent, do you want to kind of go over your team first, and then I'll go over my team? Yep. So let me just start from the top, and right now my rotation, I guess my one through five is. Chuck Finley, Jared Weaver, John Lackey, Mark Langston, and Dean Chance. I have taken two relievers so far. I feel like I got the two best in franchise history in Troy Percival and Francisco Rodriguez. I will definitely admit that your position players are better looking at this right now. Uh, But right now I've got Bob Boone at catcher, Wally Joyner at first base, Howie Kendrick at second base, Jim Fergosi at shortstop. And then my outfield is Brian Downing. Darren Erstad and Garrett Anderson. I like it. You know, these these teams are really they're really fun. You know, I I I'm glad you came up with this idea. This was kind of all Brent's idea. He brought it towards me, and we kind of hashed it out. And you know, we're, we're kind of having a lot of fun with this one. It, it we we may make this an annual thing to do. And yeah, before I get going on my team, what we have really kind of zoned in on is we want to do it as angels in their angels career, not guys like. 
Eddie Murray or I mean Reggie Jackson I don't think really is going to get picked here maybe he might Ricky Henderson was an angel for like one year not any of those guys the guys who were with the angels for a long time and put up the stats as an angel for a long time though as we got our couple minutes to study there's a couple guys that I might pick that weren't with the angels all that long or didn't play that long so we have, we're really in for a fun second part of this draft and I'll kind of go over my pick my picks here I my starting rotation goes Nolan Ryan Mike Witt Frank Tanana Jim Abbott and Irvin Santana I haven't picked any relievers yet I also haven't picked a catcher yet, but at first base is Rod Crew, second base Bobby Gritch, shortstop Eric Ibar, third base Troy Gloss, left or in the outfield I go Tim Salmon, Mike Trout, and Jim Edmonds in no particular order because we just pick in outfield positions. My DH is Vladimir Guerrero, and I've picked one bench spot who is the always fun utility guy of Sean Figgins. So Brent, I we agreed on this. You're gonna get the first pick since I got the first pick in the first. 14 picks so Brent I think you're up take your pick yeah so I have one more uh I guess position to fill in my lineup and if you listen to the first uh episode of this little segment Jared took Sean Figgins and put him on his bench which kind of screwed my spot for third base I was really trying to wait on that but since he is not available I'm gonna go with Doug Desense who put together kind of a shorter stretch with the Angels in the early to mid 1980s but his first season with the Angels in 1982 still stands as one of the best seasons in Angels franchise history. And I don't know, I feel pretty comfortable picking him right there. Was kind of versatile in terms of his production, hit for power, got on base, played good defense. So I'm going to fill my position players by selecting Doug DeSensei. I like that pick. Nothing better than... I also think, random fact here, because my dad always tells me this, I think that he has a winery in Southern California somewhere for those who like wine. We'll have to check that out. I actually have not heard that before, but I, I, I guess I'm not that surprised. Big big Brian Timms, the da- my dad, you know, Shout always Brian t- always tells me that, you know. So yeah, random random fact there for you as we you know early in this podcast, and I like that pick. Desensei is one of the Angels' all time greats. I think he's in the Hall of Angels Hall of Fame. I correct? I I don't think he is. Oh. I think his career was too short. The Angels, but I mean, yeah, he was he was really good. Well, there are a lot of guys not in the Angels Hall of Fame that should be. I think we can Agreed. agree on that. We can definitely agree on that. So yep. without further ado, my next pick is, I'm gonna. I'm not really kind of going off the record here. I need a closer. I really do. And I think that, you know, there's not too many great Angels closers. I mean, you look at guys who have accumulated saves and it's, there's, I think there's only three guys in Angels history who have above 100 saves. And I'm going to pick that third guy right now in Brian Harvey. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see him pick. We um, saw his stepson, Matt Harvey, pitch with the Angels. I'm only kidding. His son's actually Hunter Harvey, I believe, right? With the Baltimore Orioles? Yeah. So son Hunter Harvey, um, a very high K per nine rate, especially for the time that he played in the early 90s. Only pitched in 249 games or 307 innings, but he did accumulate a 7.7 war, which is the fourth highest among qualified relievers for the Angels in their history. So Brian Harvey is stepping in as my closer, and I really feel like the Angels have done that this year as well with Russell Iglesias in getting a closer. So, you know, I think we're on this right right track here of picking a winning Angels organization, I guess is what we're kind of doing. Yeah, I, I like that pick a lot. I, I almost picked him too, just to kind of like monopolize the entire <laughs> bullpen for myself. But yeah, really, really good pick. I uh, have no no disagreements on that one for you. So I am going to go for my DH because I kind of feel like I want to finalize my lineup. And I'm going to go with Torrey Hunter, who easily could have fit in the outfield, but he 
didn't quite make the cut for me. His offense is really good. If you look at just uh, weighted runs created plus, he is a he's the twelfth best hitter in franchise history. Played a lot of games, is able to play the outfield, so you kind of add that versatility into the mix. So yeah, I'm going to put Tory Hunter as my DH. I'll say I think as we're talking about Tory Hunter here, I feel like this the Tory Hunter move was the move that sent the Angels in the wrong direction when it came to re-signing him because I believe. The whole story was that Artie said they didn't have enough money for him, and then they went all of a sudden and went and signed Josh Hamilton for twenty-five million dollars a year. So I feel like again, Tory Hunter, one of the one of the more favorited angels, but one of the more underrated angels at, in, from a stat line perspective too. So and a great guy in the clubhouse as well. So I am going to pick my next pick here, and it's kind of an easy one. I feel like I don't need any more. Well, I need one more position player and catcher, but I'm going to wait on that because I don't know which direction I'm going to go with on that. I'm going to go with another bullpen piece in the two-seam machine, the rubber arm. I think, does he have the most innings pitched as an Angels reliever in history? You Scott Shields. I can, yeah, I can look that up right now. I think, he, I think he does looking at it right now. I mean, amongst qualified guys, maybe, I mean, there might be a couple other guys. And, of course, Scott Shields did get some starts. I, or he did, I feel like he got a couple starts in the mix, but it says zero. Yeah, as I'm he looking did, at relievers. But if you're if you're sorting it on yeah. fan graphs by just relievers, you're not going to get those starts. Yeah. In there. So yeah, Scott Shields is my next pick. Again, a guy who came in and I remember he had some spot starts. The rubber arm pitched a whole bunch, as you can tell by the innings pitched that he had. And I mean, he was one of the main guys behind the Angels' successes in the th- in the early to mid thousands. You know, he was and a great and a great guy as well. I felt like he, you know, as a kid when we went to games, always out there signing autographs. I feel like I have a hundred Scott Shields autographs. Yep, that's a that's a really good pick, and he's gonna. I think the innings thing is just super valuable in that spot. Okay, uh, where am I gonna go after this? I think I'm gonna kind of start adding on to my bench a little bit. I'm gonna go with Mike Napoli as kind of my backup catcher, but he can also fill in at DH. He can play a little first base for me. Best offensive catcher in Angels franchise history by a pretty wide margin, and. Obviously, if you remember the days when Napoli was around, he probably should have played a little bit more considering he outperformed Jeff Mathis as an offensive player by a just monumental margin. So I like Napoli as my second catcher and can kind of play a a few other positions for me. It's kind of funny that you bring that up because that was kind of like at the beginning of our starting of watching Angels like truly when we would always you know yell at Jeff Mathis for you know doing not hitting well and of course he had the big walk-off hit and he he had a good a couple good decent offensive seasons but I mean you look at it now and Napoli's you know Napoli won a couple worlds I think he, he won a couple world series in Boston and then Jeff Mathis is still playing he's still a catcher at the age of 39 oh he's looking for he's a free agent now but I mean the fact that those two guys made it out there that long is really impressive and, and that doesn't mean I'm I'm picking Jeff Mathis right here if you're getting that into your head right now Brent I'm actually kind of stalling a little bit more because I don't know who I'm going to pick next but I think yeah. I'm actually ready for my next pick and I'm going to go with Andrelton Simmons I'm going to go the defensive route here we talked about this on your ep- episode of this and you know Simmons didn't play a whole lot of games with the Angels and wasn't a huge offensive contributor a slightly below average hitter at 97 WRC plus but what he lacked in hitting he made up for and I think is arguably the best defensive player of all time I mean can we are we do we agree with that or it's pretty dang close as being one of the best defensive defend defenders of all time 
Yeah, I mean, he's the closest thing to Ozzy Smith that we've seen in our generation. So, like, I totally agree. All right. So, yeah, I, I really like that pick for you. I, I'm i struggling with this one. It's starting to get it's starting to get really interesting. I think I'm going to go back to the bullpen. I kind of want to add another strong arm in there. I'm going to go with Brendan Donnelly, who didn't he didn't pitch quite as long as Scott Shields, and he wasn't quite as durable and as effective, but he had a really nice stretch from 2002 to 2003. And, yeah, I kind of just like that high upside arm that gives you innings. You know, he doesn't necessarily have to be your high leverage guy, but I like slotting him in behind Percival and Francisco Rodriguez. And, yeah, I'm kind of just going for that 2002 Angels bullpen, apparently. Hey, I mean, they won a World Series, so you're doing something right. And with my next pick, I'm going to also work my way to a number, you know, a 2002 guy. And I'm going to go with Jared Washburn and put slide him. I'm allowed to do the slide him in my starter bullpen guy, right? Yep. Cool. That's that's actually going to be my, my next pick there, Jared Washburn. I, I mean, can't go wrong with somebody with the same first name as you. But I feel like one of those guys who, you know... <laughs> Was the Angels' ace in 2002 when you look, kind of look at it on paper? Was the emotional leader in you know the clubhouse? So you know that's a nice nice piece to have as well. I mean, he was an average player, but you know what I think he brings to the clubhouse side of things is is even more important. So Washburn is joining my bullpen starting pitching crew. Really like that one. That's a that's a strong pick, and I feel like he's like the perfect six starter for this exercise that we're doing. Uh, I'm going to kind of go in the same realm, and I'm going to go for my first starter slash reliever. I'm going to go with Kirk McCaskill because he feels like he's the next best available arm. Pitched a lot of high-quality innings for the Angels in the 1980s. Had a couple really, really stellar seasons. He had a 5.6 win season in 1986. I mean, this guy was really good at points with the Angels. So, yeah, I'm going to slot him in as my kind of my first depth starter, I guess you would call him. I I like that pick a lot. I do. And it's I'm you know, I think we're both kind of struggling here on who we really want to pick and I think I'm going to kind of in a sense reach a little bit here, maybe kind of a little bit when I look at this and I'm going to go with another bullpen piece and I'm going to go with Dave LaRoche. I know that he didn't compile the the stats like, you know, we would like to have seen, but he is the 7th he, he's pitched the seventh most, most games in Angels history uh, in 304. He pitched in 512 innings for the Angels. And I feel like this is a guy that, you know, you need in the bullpen. And, you know, when you look at ERA and FIP, it's really not that bad. A 3.65 ERA and a 3.73 ER, uh, FIP as well, and especially in the time that he pitched. I, I mean, it's pretty nice. So I, I'm going to go with Dave LaRoche. I know kind of a an uncommon uh, bullpen pick there, but I... I think it's a nice piece, and you need guys that can chew up innings in the bullpen. So That's a strong pick. Uh, I don't know. If, did you mention the fact, is he a lefty or is he a righty? I'm trying to remember what side he pitched from. He is a lefty. Okay, so that's solid. I've been I've been trying to figure out who my lefty is going to be in my bullpen, and that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's a strong pick. I like it. Um, man, where am I going to go from here? It's really getting I tough. Think- it really is. It's, I think I want to go back to the position player side of things. I'm just trying to figure out where exactly I want to go. Okay, I'm going to go with Devon White, and I'm going to use him as kind of my guy who can play all over the outfield, but mainly in center field. 
He's also a guy that can come off the bench for you. And like, if I really wanted to, I could try to put the best possible defensive unit out there. So if I had like a fly ball pitcher or something like that, I could plug in, you know, Darren Erstad in left field, Devon White in center, and then Downing or Anderson in right field. And I feel like I'd be really good defensively. So that's going to kind of be my second bench spot with uh, Devon White. I like that. And I, I have no issues with my next pick. I kind of have been waiting and waiting and waiting. And I feel like this might be a decently good time to go ahead and pick my catcher, who is not going to be Jeff Mathis. I know you really want me to pick Jeff Mathis, Brent, and that might come eventually. But I think my next pick is going to be Benji Molina. You know, really strong, you know, was a really, really good catcher for the Angels. World Series catcher. I know that, you know, pitcher's ERA doesn't mean much, but when you look at who who Benji caught in his career and who he was able, you know, I mean, and, and also the the family lineage as well with Yadier and Jose. I mean, it's it's pretty solid. So I'm going to take Benji here, arguably one of the best catchers in Angels history, depending on who you talk to. I know if we look at war, he's below guys like Bob Boone, uh, Mike Napoli, and Lance Parrish. But, I mean, when you look at what he did for the Angels in general, I think that you really got to kind of put him up there and probably one of the better defensive catchers in base in, for the Angels as well. All right, I, I like that pick a lot. I Benji was kind of like that guy. I was de- deciding if I wanted him as like my backup catcher, if I wanted defense, if I wanted offense, but ultimately went with uh, Mike Napoli for that spot instead. I'm going to look for my – let's look for the second starter slash reliever option, and I think I'm going to go with Kelvin Escobar, who I still feel like is one of the most underrated angels in franchise history. The guy was really – really good for the angels for a couple of seasons and the injuries kind of played into him not being quite as good as he possibly could have been. But I'm looking at his 2004 season, his 2007 season where he was a five ish win pitcher. And I kind of like that as a high upside play for my second uh, starting pitcher slash reliever slot. I like that. And I mean, I'm kind of as, as you are picking your picks, I am studying a little bit here as well to see if we can get this, not necessarily moving, but I, I'm trying to do this as good as I can. And uh, this is this is getting really tough. Like I look at guys and it's like, oh, I want to pick him. And I look at another guy and it's like, oh, I think I might want to pick him. But I think I'm going to go with another bench spot here. And probably one of the better pure hitters during his time. I know, you know, he played in the early, uh, the early 90s where there was a lot of really good hitters. And he's a hitting coach now as well, which is kind of cool. And he's going to slide in nicely on the bench. Chili Davis, and probably one of the best names in Angels history as well. Chili Davis. I like that one. I, I was actually I was looking at him as a possible DH guy, so definitely a smart pick. I, I like that one a lot. I'm going to go for, I'm going to kind of keep the same realm, go for my third bench spot, and I'm going to go with Maceros Torres. I like the versatility. I like that he can play shortstop, second base, third base, and kind of just does everything well. And I kind of debated going for David Fletcher for this spot, but I like the fact that Meiser was around for so long and was just remarkably consistent for the Angels. He was never like a star at any point, but was pretty consistently like a one and a half to two win player for like five, six, seven years. So yeah, I'm going to put Meiser's turns as my third bench player. I like that. And I have a question. You can say no to this if you'd like, but there's a couple Angels pitchers in in history that, you know, 
were in the bullpen for quite a while. Like you look at Clyde Wright, who made 200 and or he made actually 189 starts and he pitched in 266 games out of the bull or games in general. So he pitched in what's my math on this 80 ish games out of the bullpen. Is that a guy I can put in the bullpen or what is yeah. our final thought? So I, I, I can put Clyde Wright in the bullpen all I want. Yeah, yeah, right. that seems fine. Okay, I'm going to go with Clyde Wright in the bullpen then. I know that's a little unorthodox and weird, but, you know, with the time that he – I didn't know he pit, he pitched out of the bullpen for that long. It would be kind of interesting. I'm not going to go and look at his season by season, but, you know, that's a kind of nice little pickup in the bullpen as well as, you know, somebody who is like Felix Pena in a sense. And I'm not going to – actually, that could actually be a decently nice comp there, Felix Pena and Clyde Wright, the guy who can start and come out of the bullpen as well. So a career 3-2-8 ERA – and still around the Angels in general is is pretty nice. So I'll take Clyde right in the bullpen right here. Yeah, that's that's a really good one actually. Um, I'm trying to figure out where I'm going to go with this. I'm actually I think I know who I want, but I'm struggling to find his exact numbers on this. So I'm I'm going to go to the bullpen, and you already kind of got your lefty specialist out of the bullpen. I'm going to go a direction I wasn't sure I was going to do, but I'm going to pick Scott Downs as my lefty reliever, and I couldn't quite find the numbers for his splits with the Angels, but if I remember correctly, he's one of the best in franchise history in terms of numbers against lefties. He was pretty durable. It's a little complicated with the whole new three batter minimum thing and that makes him a little less valuable but i do like the fact that he can pitch really well against lefties and is kind of useful against righties i like that that's kind of like an under we're getting to that point now where it's kind of an under the radar move and i feel like we're gonna lean more towards guys that we saw like we saw a lot of scott downs and i mean we got a lot of his autographs too uh growing up so i mean that's kind of the way that i'm leaning towards but i'm also trying my best not to necessarily lean that way as well and I'm gonna go with kind of an interesting name here I know we didn't get to really see him pitch but kind of a Clyde Wright type of guy where this guy started 78 games but he also pitched in 192 so he got his starting in and he also got his relieving in as well Don Aussie a little bit he's a SoCal native as I think as well still and you know a 391 ERA a 394 FIP didn't strike out a whole lot of guys 27 saves in his Angels career was 39 and 39 in general. So, you know, Don Aussie's going to slide in the bullpen for me here. That's a strong pick. I'm looking at your bullpen and it's, it's your whole like pitching staff is totally interesting. I really, I really like the direction that you've gone. I'm going to try to pivot back to my bench. I'm just struggling on where I want to go with it right now. I'm, you know what? I might be taking him a little early, but he has been in my mind for pretty much all of this draft, and I'm going to go with Shohei Otani with my fourth bench spot because I'm going to bank on the fact that at the very least he's going to be a good hitter for me. He's got speed, so you might be able to use him as a pinch runner at times, and you know that 2018 season is still just fresh in the back of my mind, and if he was able to stay healthy, I would absolutely love having that kind of position versatility. And if he doesn't pitch, then you know what? He's a good hitter off the bench for me. I like that. It was that was a guy that I was thinking like I wonder if any of us are going to take him and you know like in the future like if we were to go down the road 5 years from now I think that he's definitely getting picked but I mean at the moment it's kind of it was be kind of a question mark. It's good to see him get picked of course and it's almost like an Anthony Rendon situation whereas you know if we go 5 years down the road here we're picking Anthony Rendon for sure or even a guy like David Fletcher is going to get picked more than likely for sure. 
but you know at this point in their career they're just not kind of stacked up to guys like Sean Figgins or even Simba or Chili Davis those type of guys so it's kind of interesting you know that Shohei got picked here but at the same time I mean I could totally see it I'm I'm fine with that I mean we've seen what he can do it's too good to I mean, I feel like every podcast, Shohei Otani, it's it's either about Shohei Otani or Trevor Bauer at the moment between us. So, like, I, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. I like it. Shohei Otani is a fantastic pick. And I'm actually going to go with my final starter reliever guy. And you haven't picked Kurt McCaskill yet, have you? I have. You have? Yep. Okay. I picked him. Um, he was my second. No, my first starter slash reliever. Perfect. Then that's fine with me. I'll take Andy. I'm going to screw up his name. Messersmith. I've I seen think, pictures of him. Right. Yes, I think I got it right too. I've seen pictures of him. Of course, I've never seen him pitch, but I will take that as a starter reliever. A career 2.78 ERA, a career 3.04 FIP. I wonder, did he play anywhere else? Do you know off the top yes, of your head? Yes, he did. This is, I, I've got a little fun fact to throw in here. Do it. Uh, Messersmith was one of the first official free agents in MLB history. That's interesting. Him and uh, I Kurt, want to say Dave McNally. Kurt Flood? Uh, yeah, Kurt Flood was the guy that kind of started all of that, but Messersmith was the guy who actually won his arbitration case, him and Dave McNally, and that basically kickstarted free agency. So, fun little fact. But yeah, he started with the Angels and then went to the Dodgers, and I believe he was better with the Dodgers. I don't remember for sure, though. Looking at his stats, and he was good, actually. I mean, he had a five-win season with the Angels, and he also had a five. He had a 5.2-win season with the Dodgers and a 5.9-win season with the Dodgers as well so I mean kind of an under the radar pick there or not pick but guy like you think about you look at him and he always pops up on Angels leaderboards for like top you know even in this like as we're looking at it Messersmith wasn't a guy that was like all right I really want to pick him but like in career in whole it would have kind of been fun to see what he could have done because I mean he had a 35 win career that's a, a an above average a well above average major leaguer so it's kind of kind of interesting, and you don't expect Angels to have those kind of type of guys back in the day. But yeah, fun pick. I'll let you go with that. All right, we are getting close to the end. I'm trying to see where are we at. We'll save. Let's save uh, managers and GMs for the last two picks. Okay. If we haven't done decided that already. Yep. All right. Um. So I'm gonna fill out my bench and basically finish my position players, and I'm gonna go with Orlando Cabrera as my last guy. And this was one of, he was one of my favorite guys when I first started watching baseball and didn't play with the angels for that long, but he played with them for three seasons and he was really good, especially defensively won a gold glove with the angels. And I wasn't quite comfortable with my Torres as a potential full-time shortstop. So in the event that our fake team, you know, had injuries and Jim Fergosi got hurt, I think I'd rather have Orlando Cabrera starting every day at shortstop so that's the direction i'm gonna go i like that pick i know you know growing up together oc was you said this oc was one of your favorites growing up i if i'm not mistaken i think you know we were on the high school field and you tried to mimic him even though you didn't play shortstop so yeah i i do remember that and i know that he is one of your favorites and i'm gonna kind of go slightly i don't even know if this is really in a different direction but I'm going to pick a bench player because obviously that's the last two picks that I have here. And I'm going to go the defensive route. And I know you look at defensive outfielders and the best in Angels history. 
Darren Erstead, Devon White, and I'm going to go here with Gary Pettis, one of the best Angels defenders in the outfield. Didn't play a whole lot, only played 584 games for the Angels. Didn't hit a whole lot of below average hitter with an 85 WRC+. But when you look at defense and uh, stolen bases as well, he's going to be up there, and I like him coming off the bench for me in a defensive spot or as a pinch runner. So I like that one a lot. He was It was basically him and Devon White that I was looking at as like that bench guy who could play defense, steal some bases, so definitely a strong pick. And my last pick is, this is going to maybe be a controversial one for the fans who actually lived through this moment, but I'm going to go with Donnie Moore, and I know everybody's going to think about the infamous home run he allowed to Dave Henderson in the ALCS in 1986, but looking just past that, he pitched a lot of innings for the Angels. He was really, really good. In 1985 and 1986, he had a career sub-2 or sub-3 ERA with the Angels. And I don't know, I kind of like the idea of him as a last reliever for me, a high-leverage reliever, but you can definitely think about that specific moment and question the pick. But that's what I'm going to finish off with. All right, and we're going to love this pick. And this has been been my last pick for the entire time. And you know what's coming. I'm looking at you right in the the face right here. We, We know this is actually, I'm not because I don't have the video going, but now right. I am. I'm now, typing it out. I'm looking know. right at you with this pick. You know what's coming. The yeah. best catcher in Angels history, Jeff Mathis. And this is honest, an honest pick here, too. When you look at Angels catchers, there aren't that many qualified catchers in Angels history. There's only nine, according to fan graphs. So, and Mathis, granted, he's at the bottom of that list, but defensively, and the fact that he's played, what, 14, 15, 16 years now, is an absolute testament to what, you know, he has been able to do it, and it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, I know we're just looking at angels and he also has one of the greatest moments in angels history with the walk-off against the Yankees, which was fantastic. But yeah, the fact that, you know, Jeff, I, I just don't think Jeff Mathis gets the love that he gets. I mean, Sosha was a great manager for being able to do this and such, but like, I, I think that like as kids, us growing up, we didn't really understand what Jeff Mathis really meant to the team he meant so much more than just like the subpar bat and the Marlins know that and the Rangers know that. So Jeff Mathis is my final pick here. I know it's, I don't even know if it's really controversial because I mean, I think he's a good catcher in general and a good, good backup catcher. One of the best backup catchers in baseball history too. Yeah. I I just looked up his numbers to see his defensive numbers and where he ranks. He's fourth best in franchise history in terms of defense. And I believe we've already picked the other three guys. So that's totally justifiable. All right, so we're doing manager and GM now, correct? Yeah, and this is where things get really interesting because, like, we never have talked about previous Angels GMs before. Like, I'm looking at some of these right now on my phone, and some of them I've never really even heard of. And I know, I don't even know, like, does that take credit away from me being in, like, doing all this Angel stuff that I don't know all the Angels GMs? No, I don't think so. Um, I guess I kind of have a little bit of an advantage because during quarantine when nothing was happening in baseball, I did a uh, best GMs in franchise history thing. So I actually did some research on this. So that might help me a little bit Uh, to be fair with this. Do you want to do the random number generator again? No, you're only, they're only two picks and that feels unfair that if one of us just, we can pick a GM or a manager here, whatever you think is fit. I'm cool with that. We don't have to go GMs or like, I was just saying GM because I was looking at GMs and I've really never looked up Angels GMs. I feel like it's kind of an under the radar thing that most most people don't 
get to do. So yeah, I mean, whatever you want to pick here, because I think it's, I think with a GM, there's a for sure number one looking at it. And I think with managers, there's a for sure number one, it's just the number two, whoever you want to pick. So one of us okay. will get the good manager, one of us will get the good GM, basically. Okay, so you, am I going first still? Yeah, take your pick, take your pick. Okay, uh, I definitely prioritize the GM spot, although I do think the manager is extremely important. But with that being said, I'm going Bill Stoneman as my GM. It was an obvious pick for me. The guy helped build a lot of that 2002 team. And really, I mean, I think the underrated part about Bill Stoneman is he didn't just add pieces to the 2002 team but he was responsible for all the success after. So you look at those teams from 2004 to 2009, when they won all those division titles, that was Bill Stoneman's work. And I think the other added bonus is the fact that he's still working with the team right now. He's kind of in a special assistant role, but yeah, I mean, this was a no brainer. I'm assuming it's the same thing for manager. And I'm assuming that's where you're going to go with your next pick. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's almost like, you know, Sosha doesn't get his, Dude, you know, he, he doesn't get what he deserves, you know, but Sosha's probably going to be a Hall of Fame manager and with the Angels for 20 years as well. I mean, there's not too many guys, you know, that have been able to do that. I mean, you look at guys like just off the top of my head, Bobby Cox was around for a while. Uh, Tony LaRusso was with the Cardinals for a while. Joe Torre was with the Yankees for a while. I mean, and none of those guys, even I don't even think a lot of those guys stuck as long as Sosha did. And I'm going to go with Sosha here for sure. I think, I mean, I know that GM is prioritized and, you know, you look at it, but you look at also Pythagorean theorems for win losses. And it's almost like a Socha I felt like always over, you know, you look at any, any year and it was always overplayed. And I feel like Socha had a little bit to do with that. I know nowadays you look at it and, you know, managers are just a pretty face and so are GMs too, to be fair. Like they're that pretty face that you look at and it's like, you know, let's communicate well. You're a good communicator. You're good with the public. You're good with the you're good with the media. Let's make you out there, and you know the guys in the background will make the decisions that need to be made. And the same thing with the GM. You know, those are the same guy, and I think that's kind of what Manassian's doing here as well. And you know, Depoto and Epler, they're just kind of that pretty face that we're blamed for everything in a sense. So, like like I said, I think these two are kind of obsolete in a sense. But yes, you know, Sosha is one of the most underrated managers and factors in angels history for sure yeah i mean i'm not surprised i think i'm assuming you would have gone bill stoneman for your first pick with gm it's, or it's, are you going somewhere? it was tough i mean stoneman yeah he, he's uh for sure number one but also you look at i mean my next my next guy is probably gonna be um buzzy bavesi you know i mean he built in the 80s exactly what you know what needed to be made he brought the angels to their first and even in the early 70s as well brought the angels to their first two um playoff series in history so or first um championship or uh what not west championships you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying yeah so yep. that's gonna so that's, that, that'll be my gm pick cool so uh i for manager i don't feel very strongly about this i knew if i didn't pick Sosha, i would be completely torn on who to take I'm going to go with Bill Rigney, even though I don't really know how he fits into a modern era for managing. I'm simply looking at the fact that he took over an expansion team and had some pretty decent success. A 469 winning percentage is not very good just on the surface, but when you're taking over that kind of team, it definitely is, I think it's impressive that he took an expansion team. I believe their 70 wins that they had in their first season was the most ever for an expansion team, at least at that point. 
and had a couple winning seasons in there. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Rigney. Gene Mock definitely could have made it. Jim Fergosi, but I'm going to go with Bill Rigney. It's so tough. Like, you look at Angels managers, it's such a big drop-off between Socha and everybody else, in a sense. I mean, Rigney's a good pick. I mean, if you really want to go the way Joe Madden, being that he's been around in the organization for such a long time, is another, you know, real fun pick. But, I mean, I mean, they've also had, you know, Hall of Famers for managers. Dick Williams was around for two years. Whitey Herzog was around for four games, if you wanted to go that direction. Like I said, Socha's going to be a, be a Hall of Famer. Buck Rogers is kind of interesting. Doug Radar is interesting. So, I mean, there's been quite a few, you know, fun. Terry Collins was an interesting name as well. So, you know, there's been a lot of really interesting managers, but nobody really sticks out like Socha. And, I mean, Rigney's a perfectly fine choice as well. But it depends on the era that you're playing, too. Yeah, I, I honestly, I didn't feel great about that. I didn't I didn't know who to pick. I didn't know what to prioritize. Uh, so we're done. Do you want to just, like, kind of go position by position? And just, like, we can go pitching staff, and then we can go position players, and then kind of just wrap things up? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Brent, I'll let you start off. We'll, we'll go by, you know, our starting. Go Throw off your starting five. I'll get off mine, and we'll go from okay. there. Okay, so my starting five in the rotation is Chuck Finley, Jared Weaver, John Lackey, Mark Langston, and Dean Chance. And mine are Nolan Ryan, Mike Witt, Frank Tanana, Jim Abbott, and Irvin Santana. So I guess now we'll look at both of our starting pitchers slash relievers and then the bullpen. So my two relievers slash starters are Kirk McCaskill, Kelvin Escobar, and my five relievers are Troy Percival, Francisco Rodriguez, Brendan Donnelly, Scott Downs, and Donnie Moore. The bullpen is definitely where you got me at. I'm worried if I don't have the if you have the lead going in late in the game. But my starting relief, my starting pitcher slash relievers are Jared Washburn and Andy Messersmith. And my bullpen is Brian Harvey, Scott Shields, Dave LaRoche, Clyde Wright, and Don Aussie. Yeah, you definitely got me in like the bullpen. That bullpen's real good for you. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll. We'll talk about this at the end, kind of wrap it up. But yeah, I think I was kind of prioritizing like closing it down in the late innings and kind of more of a defensive approach from my my roster. But yeah, do you want to just go through the entire position player group, or do you want to just do lineup first? Uh, let's go through lineup, then we'll oh, let's go bench first and then lineup. Okay, so my bench is Mike Napoli, Devon White, Mycerus Torres, Shohei Otani, and Orlando Cabrera. I like that. I like your bench. Very versatile. Uh, mine goes Sean Figgins, Andrelton Simmons, Chili Davis, Gary Pettis, and Jeffrey Mathis. Looking at Mathis is just funny. I, I knew he was probably going to get picked, but I'm just, I don't know. It, there's just something funny about it. Like the fact that Jeff Mathis got picked over some other guys, like Cole Cahoon didn't get picked. I want to throw that Adam, one out there. Adam Kennedy did not Adam get Kennedy. picked. Adam Kennedy. Yeah, like there is some, like, so I, feel like I feel like we didn't, like, I tried my best not to prioritize guys that I saw so much. Like, I wanted to kind of take a st- take a step back and pick guys that I know I didn't really get to see, like Clyde Wright, Don Aussie, Rod Crew, those type of guys. You know, but we still know we're good because of the stats. But like I said, we didn't, we just didn't get to see some of these guys. So, give us your lineup now. Yep, uh, Bob Boone, Wally Joyner at first base, uh, Howie Kendrick at second, Jim Fergosi at shortstop, Doug Desense at third base. My outfield is Brian Downing, Darren Erstad, and Garrett Anderson, and Torrey Hunter is my DH. I like that. Uh, Torrey Hunter under the radar DH there. You I mean you look at him defensively, and you think that that's where he should be, but 
I mean, I don't know. You could flip-flop, I guess, Anderson and Torrey if you wanted to, in a sense. But I like it. It's good. Torrey was a good hitter with the Angels. So for mine, my catcher is Benji Molina. First base, Rod Crew. Second base, Bobby Gritch. Shortstop, Eric Ibar. Third base, Troy Gloss. Le- or in the outfield, we go Tim Salmon, Mike Trout, and Jim Edmonds. And finally, my DH is Vladimir Guerrero. And for, we'll say our final two, our uh, manager and GM, Brent, what do you, what do you got on that? Uh, Bill Stoneman as my GM and Bill Rigney as manager. Oh, the classic Bill combo. The Bills running, running the show for yes. Team McGuire. Yes, they are. That's what Artie likes too, is Bills. See what I did there? Yep. Okay, cool. <laughs> my, uh, my GM is Buzzer Bavesi under the radar. Like I said, a lot of people don't look at GMs too far and like I I really haven't looked at Angels GMs unfortunately but that'd be my guy and of course Mike Sosha so guys before we get going any further I mean I, I don't even know really where to go from this I Brent this was a fantastic idea I love this and I hope that we can get more of these kind of ideas going and you know if anybody that's listening to this has any ideas for us like Brent and myself have been good friends now for well over 10 years and, you know, we've been to Angels games forever for 15, 15 years or so almost. We reported on the Angels minor league system. You know, I mean, if you want us to maybe, I, I mean, just throwing out spitballing ideas now, maybe bring Taylor on into a minor league edition where we pick a top, you know, our top 10, you know, guys we make a lineup out of the the farm system. I don't know, you know, but if anybody has an idea for us, in general, I mean, Brent and I have been Brent and I have been doing podcasts for a while now. We love talking baseball. We love doing all this. So, said so any ideas, throw them our way. I am at on Twitter at Jared underscore Tim's. Brent, where are you on Twitter? And where can we find your work too? I'm going to shout you out for sure. Yep, you can find me on Twitter at bmags94, and my work works at Crashing the Pearly Gates. Of course. And then for Talking Halos, you can follow us on Twitter at Talking Halos. We also are working on an Instagram. Go follow us on Instagram. Of course, at Talking Halos, we're going to get the website up and going as well. So much fun stuff for us here at Talking Halos. And we appreciate you guys listening to this one and have a great day. Mm-hmm.